0: Hello everybody, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. I am Kaelin and I like to host these conversations where you can sit down with someone that's much like your virtual friend or your virtual sister and have conversations about a wide range of topics. Today we're gonna be specifically talking about personal development and how to change your bad habits or your bad behaviors into tools or into mirrors. Almost everything external from us is a tool and if it's not a tool then it's a mirror. For the most part you can look at nearly all of your bad behaviors or all of your bad habits and see exactly what it is that you're using and look at it from a whole new perspective and realize that it's not something that has you as anchored or as tethered as you may feel. And I don't mean to minimize anybody that may have spent years trying to overcome certain bad habits or behaviors, but just more so to offer a different perspective, almost as if you were to take a hammer, right? And with that hammer, you could build a home, you could build something useful, you could build a lot of things, but you could also smash a lot of things and break a lot of things and hurt yourself.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully... or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.
0: So if we take all of the things that we use externally for dopamine hits, bad habits or bad behaviors or otherwise, and look at it like a hammer, then we might be able to bring a new perspective on those things that we are using and detrimenting ourselves with and find a way to actually use them as tools to better ourselves. If not reflect a mirror back to ourselves for truths or for information that might be helpful or might be interesting along our personal development journey. But you can look at the hammer concept or the hammer, metaphor if you will for almost anything from possessions to technology to social media to food and this is where that conversation came from with my therapist was In that time, in that space, I was really struggling with feeling like I enjoyed the relaxation that came about when I would use things like weed, but I also felt like it was a detriment and that sometimes I would reach for it almost like a fast dopamine hit or almost like to override my discomfort in the moment. And she was the one that originally unraveled this idea with me of like, Maybe it's not weed that's the problem, maybe it's your use of weed that's the problem. And if we take away weed, what are you just gonna end up replacing it with? And it really helped me take a step back and look at a lot of my bad behaviors objectively. Now I am not saying or ever going to say or tell you what to do, what not to, to do. I always want everybody that ever comes to my corner of the internet to exercise personal will and also, what's that other word? Discernment. Like for some people, you might be totally against something like weed, and I honor that. That is totally your truth and your right. But for other people, they might be like, wait, I actually can relate to that. Or maybe it's not weed for you. Maybe it's food. Maybe you find that. You just fill this void with foods that aren't healthy for you and that don't feel good, but you want that comfort. You want that fast dopamine hit. You want that sense of groundedness. Like, again, this is something that I have struggled with before in the past. And so now that I can see it in a new light, I can understand that food was never the issue. It was more so what I was using it for. And food, if anything, can be a tool for self-nourishment. It can be a tool to help my body, to help my energy. But when I'm using it just like a hammer to hurt myself, then it becomes the enemy. And so I start blaming food or I start blaming all of these other things and think, like, what's the most extreme way to cut these bad habits out of my life when I'm not actually dealing with the root behavior? If it's something that actually cannot be used for the betterment of your life, maybe it could be struggling with certain relationship patterns. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other bad habits or bad behaviors. Pitch me something in the comments if you're over on the YouTube channel for this podcast, leave me something in the comments and let me see if you can stump me a little bit on whether or not I can turn whatever bad habit or whatever bad behavior it is into a tool. Let me know in the comment section and I will do my best to reframe it in a way that is actually beneficial. And this isn't to justify this concept and this mindset is definitely not something to use as a justification to keep doing bad things, to keep abusing bad behaviors, or reaching for short-term gratification. Instead, it's more so to stop villainizing the external parts of ourselves by projecting the things that we're not dealing with internally and turn these things that we might actually enjoy or need to live with on a day-to-day basis into tools for our better development. And if not, then into mirrors for understanding ourselves more.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
0: So let's keep going with that example of food as a tool because this is something that again i have personally struggled with so i feel like i can come from a personal perspective with using this example now food again is something that is very good for you we need to live with it you cannot just abstain from food but at the same time When food becomes a tool that we use to harm ourselves, when we stop eating to nourish our bodies, and it doesn't need to be 100%, I'm very much of the 80-20 rule, like I try and eat healthy and more plant-based 80% of the time, and that 20%, I let myself have, you know, French fries or have foods that aren't necessarily good for me, but that taste really good or that I enjoy or that are in a social setting. When I lived alone specifically, this is when I struggled with food the most, and I think that that was also a huge proponent of struggling with this, And actually in itself, alone time or solitude or isolation can also be seen as a tool, a tool for your better development or a tool for your detriment. Another topic for another time and one that I've actually hosted before. But for the most part, food is something that we can utilize to nourish our bodies, to enhance our energy, to better our health. And it can also be used to harm our bodies, to hurt our health, to seek comfort or to seek... I don't know. Some I, I think for me, it was definitely needing to seek comfort, needing to seek even a sense of groundedness. Like I would get so caught up in my anxiety back in the day, get so caught up in my thoughts and in my head. And again, in that isolation space, there wasn't a lot of people to help bounce those things off of. And so the only way I felt I could ground myself was sometimes by eating and eating Past the point of feeling full to the point that I felt uncomfortable. And I kept on not understanding why I would do that. It was for emotional comfort. It was for indulgence. It was even for, again, my great friend, Larissa brought this to me and brought this to my attention to this idea that, and this might not be fit for everybody, so take it or leave it, but just this idea that specifically women, when they're lacking sweetness in their life, they will reach for it in other ways. And so when you're lacking a sense of Specifically, I feel like struggling with leaning into your feminine or leaning into that idea of rest, that idea of like almost nourishing yourself or lavishing yourself. We almost feel like we have to go to the extreme or we almost feel like we need to reach for extreme, yeah, extreme sweetness in order to balance out how hard we've been in our go, 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 or how hard we've been in our discipline, how hard we've been working, how hard we've been leaning into our masculine. Let's talk about how we can recognize our bad habits and turn them into better tools. First and foremost, this goes with a lot of things that we talk about, but self-awareness is the key to the door that opens up a whole new perspective, a whole new paradigm shift for your life. It takes healthy self-awareness. And I say Healthy self-awareness because you don't want to be so self-aware that one you become self-centered or two You round yourself up into a pit of anxiety You just want to be curious a healthy dose of curiosity into your life can be literally life-changing so I'm gonna take a moment here and this is a little different for me to do in the podcast but I'll take a sip. I will not put an ad here. I promise I'm just going to leave a little open space, a little time to reflect. And if you'd like to, you can skip forward if you feel like you already know. But take a moment to reflect on your day to day habits, your day to day routine. What do you feel like is holding you back? What patterns or behaviors feel like they're blocks in your life? Are there habits in your work, in your self-care, in your relationships, in your health? in your productivity that you would like to change. Now consider how these specific habits can be seen as tools. Whether it's a certain mindset that you feel like you're going into something that's creating the bad habit, an actual physical external material thing that you feel like you're reaching for, for that bad habit, whether it's a certain behavior or a certain pattern, try and simplify it to its most basic form and then look at that as if it's a tool. Look at it as if it's a hammer see how you can use that hammer or already have used that hammer to hurt yourself or to you know, break apart things in your life. And then ask yourself, can this mindset, can this tool, can this external thing also be used to build upon my life? And if so, how? You might actually see this tool and think, yeah, you know, you could use this to better your life, but it actually doesn't align with what I'm looking for in my life. It actually doesn't align with my long-term goals or my deep sense of values. And if that's the case, then it is also within your power to take things out of your toolkit that you don't need. But if it is something that you want to keep in your toolkit, if it's something you genuinely enjoy, or it's something that you feel you can't live without, then you can find healthier ways to use that tool. And just by taking this time, by becoming self-aware, by looking at the tool from a new perspective and asking yourself this question, how can this tool be used to better build upon my life? You're going to start coming up with answers. Your intuition will float to the surface because you already know the answers. That little bit of guilt you have every single time you, you know, interact with that bad habit or interact with that bad behavior is doing so because it knows the answer already. And sometimes yes, our monkey brain, our lizard brain, our anxiety brain wants to go to the extreme of like, this is a bad thing. I need to cut it directly out of my life. Like I need to eat hundred percent healthy all the time, or I can never puff on a piece of grass again, or I can never have a drink again. Or, and this is again, different. Please use your discretion. If you actually do struggle with things like addiction, this is not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is more so levels of behaviors that we feel we can rein ourselves in with, except we're not, we're just not doing it. So ask yourself, take a moment. How can I use this tool or how could this tool be used? Don't even personalize it. Think about it from a very objective point of view. How could this tool be used to actually better my life? Let's say I'll use another example, let's use an emotion here. Let's say one of the bad behaviors or bad things that you feel like is blocking you and loosely using the word bad here, just more so categorizing it because it's definitely not helping you in any way is anger. This is another thing that I feel like for a long time, I avoided like the plague. I thought like anger is bad is not a healthy or happy emotion. And so I just, anything that made me angry or anytime I felt anger, I shoved it down or pushed it away. And that actually ended up being a detriment to me because what happened is I built up resentment for all of the anger that I didn't allow myself to feel. Anger or any emotion really is again, a tool. It can be a tool. What can I use my anger for? Many things. I could use my anger to channel it into. Anger is a very powerful emotion with lots of energy. I can channel it into exercise. I could channel it into art. I could channel it into communication and better communication. Not necessarily that I need to actually channel my anger to towards somebody, but use my anger to propel me forward to learn how to have better communication skills so that I don't build up things like resentment. And now let's say there's a tool that popped up in your toolkit that you feel like you're using to hurt yourself that isn't helpful at all. Instead of just tossing it entirely, take a moment to look at it instead as a mirror. Turn your hammer into a mirror, if you will. An example of this would be smoking cigarettes. Uh, excessive alcohol consumption, but not where you're not talking about addiction here today. So again, that's a totally different conversation, just more so if you go through phases where you catch yourself drinking a lot and you know, you could stop, but you don't, and you just keep hurting yourself with it. Laziness, I would say that is more of a mirror. All of these things I'm talking about are more of a mirror. Excessive screen time. How did we not even talk about this? Screen time, definitely a tool, so I'll come back to that. But for the most part, things like laziness, unfaithfulness, lying, excessiveness in any realm, like be it, I mean actually excessiveness in itself is a tool but i'll say like excessiveness in terms of drinking excessiveness of term in terms of any kind of abuse of any kind of substance the ones that are definitely not going to ever help you build a home within yourself you need to get them out of your toolkit but first you need to look at them or look at yourself through them because everything that we do is just an external reflection of what's going on in our subconscious so if you find yourself interacting with or participating in behaviors or habits that are really detrimental to you that do nothing for you. And that cannot be used to actually better your life. They're not something that sits in the middle or something that can be used for better. It's just bad, bad, bad. And you find yourself leaning in that direction. You find yourself self sabotaging in that way. You have to ask yourself why what's going on within you that makes you feel like one, you're not good enough for peace of mind 2 you're not good enough for a healthy lifestyle. You're not good enough for healthy behavior, a healthy interaction with the world. I think that's what it all boils down to is that even when people are unfaithful, even when people lie, even when people are excessive and hurt others and hurt themselves, for the most part, it's because they are already hurt within themselves. They already believe that they're not worthy or not good enough. It doesn't make their actions or behaviors okay. It just more so gives you better understanding that whether it's you or someone else in a situation that you feel like has done something that can never be used as a healthy tool, could never be used to propel your life forward, That is one, not personal. It's very reflective of them. And two, again, for you, it's not personal. It's not about anybody on the outside. It's not even about what you're doing on the outside. It's just a really good mirror reflection for what's going on on the inside.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like, don't ever think
3: it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles.
2: I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making
1: music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances.
3: But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way,
1: our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before.
3: Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for.
1: And find out
2: who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Again, this is so tough whenever I have these conversations. I wish I was in a way or could in a way use people's real life stories as examples because it helps unpack that concept a little bit more but whatever it is that you're going through I hope you're able to take this information and see it through your own lens let me see if I can think of my own example okay I'm gonna give a really honest example back in the day I as a teenager was going through some stuff and I was struggling with it specifically things at home And my way of coping, my way of gaining attention was that I went through a phase where I would steal. I had a little bit of sticky fingers and they were never big things. I would always just steal tiny little things. And one, it gave me a rush. And two, it made me feel like even when I got caught, at least I was being seen. It's so outside of my character. And I Even struggle bringing it up. I've brought it up before. It was a short phase that I went through, but it was a phase that I definitely was using or a tool I was using to call out for help. But it was, there's no way to steal in a way that actually betters you as a person. Even if we're going to go real far out with this and we're going to look at the concept of stealing somebody's mindset or stealing somebody's inspiration or motivation, it's like steal is not a word in my toolkit I ever want to have. You can gain inspiration, you can be inspired by, but you don't want to steal ever, whether it be physically or metaphorically, energetically, materially, any of the, anything of the sort. So for me, What that does, and even now when I reflect on my shame, when I look at that phase of my life, that chapter of my life and that behavior that I went through at like 16, 17, I can see the reflection in the mirror of what it's actually telling me. And even through my shame today, it tells me that I was going through something bad enough that I felt like I needed one to cry out for help in a way that would you know, get what I needed without having to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, please help me. And two, I was feeling like things were being stolen from me, so that was me taking my power back. That was me trying to get something back for myself. And it wasn't the right way to do it, but it is a very interesting concept to look at little 16 year old me and understand like, yeah, your life was being stolen from you in a sense, your home was being stolen from you in a sense, and you were just trying to gain anything back to have that sense of power that there are things that you're allowed to take because other things are being taken from you without your power. There might be tools in your toolkit that you're ashamed to have and you don't wanna, you know, they're at like the dark, dark, dusty corners of our toolkit, behaviors you don't wanna admit that you've interacted with before, even if it is long ago in the past, 10 plus years in the past for you now, it's still worth looking at it, pulling it out, seeing it as a mirror, taking the time to reflect with it and then getting it out of your toolkit because it's no longer going to serve you and you don't need to carry it around and weigh you down as you carry your toolkit throughout life. Now let's come back to things that actually can be used as tools. Another great example of this is technology, social media, our, phones. These are things that are incredible tools, but also can have incredible detriments. And if again, we can bring a healthier level of self-awareness around our use of our phones, then we can actually use them as the tools that they are equipped to be, rather than the distractions that they tend to be. To do this, it's almost like rewiring or hijacking the mind. If I looked at my phone as a hammer, and I thought, in what ways am I using this hammer to smash myself? I would think about screen time before bed. I would think about not putting any parameters or any boundaries in the settings that are right there, that are literally given to me, by but I'm just not using. I would think about being on my phone while in the presence of my family or in the presence of my loved ones and not paying full attention to them. I would think about mindlessly scrolling. I would think about, you know, when I feel uncomfortable in a situation or out in public and I pull out my phone to try and deter my attention so I don't have to sit in that discomfort. These are ways that I am hurting myself with my phone. I would think about all the hours or time that I can sometimes spend or waste is a better word on my phone when I could be doing a million other things and what ways can I instead shift that? as a tool, I would think about how my phone is a great, great asset for what I do for a living with social media, for connecting with my community, for connecting with my friends and family, for creating And so if I can find the right parameters to put on my phone, I don't have to get rid of it out of my toolkit. I just have to use it or utilize it differently. Another really good example of this might be, let's use more of a behavior than a material thing. Let's say you struggle with procrastination and this is not something that's going to ever benefit you in your toolkit, but when you reflect on it like a mirror, you can actually use it to sharpen a different tool. So, okay. I struggle with procrastination, I don't need this in my toolkit anymore, but what I do need is to replace it with new tools of discipline and time management. You can use it as motivation, you can use it as inspiration to draw up or craft yourself new tools based on the ones that are holding you down or holding you back. Ultimately, what we're doing here is using these tools, using all of these bad behaviors and bad habits as self-reflection, and then choosing to either replace those tools with something better, or redirect our use with those tools to better ourselves. And ultimately, again, this seems to be a theme here, take our power back. Now, it's also important to note that when you change your habits, it can be really challenging. And so don't be afraid to open up about this with a friend. This all started with a friend coming over the other day and us cracking into this conversation authentically. And it just unpacked, you know, and we both got to talk about things that we felt like we were doing or utilizing as tools that were hurting us. But instead of feeling like, oh, that thing is bad, I can actually reuse that in a completely different way. It's not the tool itself. It's how I'm using it that's hurting me and I can use it in a better way. So enlist some friends, talk to people, talk about this concept or use it or reword it in your own way and say, Hey, these are some habits I'm looking to shift. Can you help me be accountable? And I can help you be accountable. And because we did talk about this just a little bit, I do feel like it's worth saying here. If you do notice one unpacking your toolkit that you do think maybe there's a habit in there or a behavior in there that actually is past the realm of, self-detriment that you feel like you don't have the reins on anymore don't be afraid to reach out for professional help or don't be afraid to talk to your friends and your family or your loved ones or be honest even with yourself this is again where we toe that line like of what is addiction and what isn't addiction runs in my family so this is something that I, I do feel passionate about just like putting a little bit of a slice of conversation in here because I have empathy for it and if you can allow yourself to reflect enough to think like do I really feel like I can? And I want to empower everybody here thinking like, yes, you can, you have full control over what you choose to create or craft into your life. You are spinning your own web as a spider, okay? And it is fully in your hands, the web that you spun or spin, sorry. But at the same time, it's not bad or shameful to ask for help. And it's also, if anything, to in my eyes to be, real with you, I feel like it is the most honorable thing in the world to fully own when a habit or behavior of yours has gone past the point of overindulgence to seek out the right help and to own that truth for yourself, to find out what that addiction is glossing over, like what is the root cause of that addiction and to deal with that root cause so you can show up for the people in your life. Like that, to me, I think is the bravest thing that someone could ever do and would be the most honorable thing in my eyes that someone could ever do. It takes courage and it takes, again, healthy self-awareness. It feels like it's a part of you. It feels like something you could never take out of your toolkit, but you know you should. Don't be afraid to seek out the help that you can get or to seek out loved ones or to just even take the first step of being honest with yourself. Like, wow, again, healthy curiosity. Holy, I can't take this out of my toolkit even though I know I should and there's no better way to use this tool. Ultimately, everything we've talked about here today does require courage. It does require healthy self-interest but also healthy self-awareness and it does require being able to open your mind and shift your perspective and understand not just that we ourselves again are crafting our webs on the day-to-day but there's always external influence there's always external factors that play this very intimate dance of the internal worlds that we live in the external world that exists and how we interact with it and how we take these external tools, how we take things like technology or a puff of grass or a little glass of wine or a donut or social media or miscommunications with others or suppressing our emotions or procrastination or what are some of the other ones we talked about today? Laziness, Uh, infidelity, unfaithfulness, lying, whatever it is. It goes without saying that in order to specialize your toolkit to benefit you, and it's only ever gonna benefit you, it'll be your personalized unique toolkit in the way that you're able to use the tools granted to you in your life, again, both externally and internally, In order to develop yourself to develop your life to really reach for your highest potential it takes a willingness to change it takes the ability to be self-aware and to be honest with yourself and it takes courage when you can recognize anything that you're interacting with as nothing more than a tool or a mirror then you again take that power back and allow yourself the chance to create just enough space to create change to reroute to go in a different direction and again to better sharpen or better equip the toolkit that you're carrying through life to lighten the load or to give yourself better tools in the future. And ultimately with tools that better suit us and suit our values, suit our long-term goals, we give ourselves power. They're power tools to reshape our life, to reshape our habits, to reshape our direction in the ways that we're moving and going in our lives. Not to mention the things we're creating and our overall state of well-being. So Hopefully, this concept was explained enough in a way that you feel like you have some takeaway that you can self-reflect now on some tools. And if you'd like to, please feel free to utilize the community here as a tool to Feel free to share what you feel like your tool is, how you're gonna better use it, what reflection you got in that mirror down below because I can tell you right now, there are so many other people out there that have struggled with the same tool, wanna learn how to use it better, or need some sense of insight, or just need to feel like they're not alone. You're definitely not alone. We've all struggled with a lot of the same tools. There's only so many things that we can really struggle with on our personal life's journey. So definitely feel free to share here and maybe gain a little bit of insight. Go read some of the comments and see if anybody has struggled with a similar tool as you maybe i mentioned it to here today maybe i didn't and again if you'd like to try and trip me up try and see if you can pitch me something i've named a few today but that isn't a tool or a mirror let me know if you can i wish you all the best as you transform some of your bad habits or ditch some of those bad habits and i will see all of you guys in our next coffee talk podcast episode bye everyone